Hey guys, and welcome back to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. Life from the perspective of a military family member is way different than a civilian standpoint. Military children and family members give up their hopes and dreams to be able to stand by and support their service member, and it isn't an easy lifestyle for anyone to live. I hope that this podcast is able to help connect the military community and give others just a glimpse into what the military life is like from the perspective of spouses and children. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to a new episode of Grace of a Military Child in Life. Today, I'm here with a fellow military child, Riley. So Riley, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. So tell me what it's like for you growing up as a military kid. Okay. That's kind of a loaded question, but <laughs> it's, it's definitely interesting and I wouldn't change it for the world. Um, it's been really, it's been really fun, but it's also been very taxing um, as a, just like as a child, um, I get to move a lot, which is super fun. I really enjoy that part. Most people, I feel like, don't, especially around my age, because I'm in high school and it can be really tricky moving in high school right. with credit transfers and everything. But I find it to be super fun. I love meeting new people. It's one of my favorite things about moving. And I love being in different environments. So the military life has really like opened that up for me. Yeah, you definitely get to kind of explore and see the world um, in a different lens because you're actually living there rather than visiting. Right. Yeah. I could see that, especially in um, Okinawa. I lived there for three years and that was my favorite duty station out of all of them, obviously. Yeah. It was so fun. The culture is so rich and Japan is just like a great place in general. Yeah. I love that. Where else have you lived? I've lived in Virginia a couple times, um, North Carolina, Wisconsin, and I'm in Florida now. So. Oh, nice. I have lived in Florida for the past nine years. So, <laughs> Oh, awesome. Yeah. It's definitely super humid, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, I am ready to leave Florida, but we'll see when that happens. I don't know when, but... <laughs> Go to somewhere where there's a better climate because here is just not it. Real, real. Yeah. So, I mean, you said Okinawa was your favorite, but like what kind of experiences have like did you have there that made it so different from anything else? Well, there's the obvious answer that it's like just an over, it's just a different country and like the language. I thought Japanese, Japanese is so pretty to me and it was so fun to like be submersed in that. And then also just like the outdoor school, middle school, Leicester Middle School is where I went. And that was so fun to me. I love the teachers. I love the outdoor school and like being able to walk and be integrated with all different bases who are all on the same island, I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. And then also being so close to um, just the culture, like right outside base, you would walk out and there'd be like a Ferris wheel and like the best ice cream shop. And it was so awesome. Yeah. I don't think uh, many people tend to realize until you actually get somewhat of a taste of what living in Okinawa is like. I've never been there. I've never lived there, but my ex lived there. So I I got to hear a lot about it. Um, but there's so many military bases in one small area that yes. and everyone lives either in Japan 
or on Kadena because most of the other bases are non-family bases. It's only the barracks. Right. So it's definitely so many different branches all in one because most of the bases are Marine bases and then the other base is an Air Force base. So you're kind of combining everyone in all of them. Right. Yeah. Which is super fun because it's fun to be around Marine guys. My dad's a Marine, but yeah, it's always fun to be around like the Air Force kids and then the Army kids. Yeah, it's definitely, it's so different. But I hear from literally everyone who's lived in in Okinawa that it's like the best place to live. Even, uh, it is. you know, you get the kids that live in Oki, you get the kids who live in South Korea, you get the kids who live in Germany. And out of all of them, everyone's just like, Okinawa, Okinawa. That's like the dream spot to live. It is. It really is. It's just, I don't even know. It's just like almost undescribable, like how amazing my experience was there. And it was my first time living Oconus. So I was, it was like kind of a jump for me. And I was scared personally about like volcanoes, which was like (laughs) definitely irrational at the time looking back, but it was, it was the best thing. And I, I don't know, I wouldn't trade that experience for the world. Yeah, and I think living in those Okona spots that you get such a better connection between the families that are there, between the spouses and the the service members and the kids who are stationed there because you're all going through this incredible but also very sucky experience at the same time, especially if you've never lived overseas, if you've only lived in the U.S., and you're like plucked out of America and thrown into another country, you know? And so right. it, it does yeah. suck in that aspect. Um, I did hear that a Chick-fil-A was going in in Okinawa. So that brings a little. Really? Tea. Yes. It's going in, obviously, in Kadena. But <laughs> I did hear that nice. that was happening. Um, so, you know, little things like that. Not having those conveniences that you do here. It sucks. But. Um, For sure. You're able to relate to everyone so much better. Exactly. And a big part about Okinawa was the states are 13 hours away. So you're not by any family. And it it was fun. But at the same time, I missed like three years of like my grandparents and my aunts, my uncles. So it was definitely a trade off, but it, it worked out in the end. Yeah, absolutely. So like where else like what was it like then moving I mean you mentioned you were in middle school so what was like moving over there and then having to move back here at that age I am really grateful for it because it's at a time in my life where I remember almost everything so I am really happy that that happened at that moment because if it had happened earlier I wouldn't have been able to um, like remember much but it was an interesting experience, more so coming back than it was going because I had loved Okinawa so much. And I felt like I was part of like something on Okinawa that was like so cool, so integrated. And moving back to the States, I kind of felt like, well, now I'm just like everyone else. Like, this is so lame. Not really. Right. But <laughs> I was like, it was definitely interesting. And then having obviously like the classwork switch over in middle school, it's not a super big deal, but having classwork switch over 
trying to be part of like the next math class or the next English class and like making sure everything lines up was a little bit of a battle, but it was worse in high school. Yeah, I'm sure because in high school, it's when it like really, really matters because you have four years basically to get in all of this work. And so many people say that it's hard with the um, you know, trying to catch up and you move somewhere and they have a completely different curriculum than what they had, you know, where their last duty station was. And so you have that battle of going back and forth of, okay, well, what do I need here? And fulfilling all of those credits because you don't know if you're going to be there till graduation or not. And then moving to the next place and then having to start all over. Exactly. That happened to me after my freshman year in high school. I was in Virginia for that time for freshman year. And then I moved to Florida, which is where I am now. And I'm going to be a senior this coming year. So woohoo, yeah. finally. <laughs> but that was one of the things that happened when we moved here was kind of just getting to my new school and figuring out, okay, like this is what needs to happen. We already took our standardized test. So it should like transfer over, which was a little bit of a battle because they were like, well, you didn't take the Florida one. It's like, well, but we took the one in Virginia. So you kind of have to like honor that at some point. Right. So eventually we got it all smoothed over, but that was definitely a concern for me was putting, making sure that year correctly transferred over and being able to like successfully finish high school in the way that was best for me. Well, congratulations on graduating. That is so exciting. Such a big milestone. Thank you. Um, but yeah, it's so important during those four years to make sure everything gets done and in the proper way, because if it doesn't, then that delays your graduation, that delays, you know, you going out into the real world, doing what you want to do. And so it, it makes it very difficult, especially moving from state to state where they have different curriculums and you're learning new things. When I moved from Ohio to Texas, it was it was a whirlwind. I had not I was in fourth grade and I had not been doing long division. I had not been doing multiplication. And then I moved to Texas and they're already done with all of that. I hadn't learned a single thing about history in my life really. And they're learning the Alamo in Texas history. And I'm like, what is this? And same with science. I just started learning about the weather and they're off learning about molecules and I'm like so lost. Um, but yeah, it, you know, it's hard moving from state to state and, you know, then you throw in other countries with that. It makes it such a big challenge. Right. Exactly. For sure. I definitely agree with the curriculum thing. It's kind of wild how you wouldn't think so many states are so different, but it's true. Like there's so many states who do so many different things or like even it's the same class, but it's like named obscurely from like this state. And it's just like, I don't even know what's going on anymore. Right? High school wasn't that bad, but it was still a little bit of a struggle. Yeah, I've seen a lot of that with like the classes being named different things in college. Like, oh, my goodness, you would not believe it. I was a I was a student in in Florida at Florida Gulf Coast University. You may have heard of it, but I have, <laughs> um, yeah. I live yes. I live kind of close. Yeah. So I was a student there for for three years. I did my full degree there. I did dual enrollment classes. 
in high school, so I was a little ahead. But I did my undergrad there, and then I transferred to the University of Alabama, um, and I'm doing it all online and doing um, a dual master's program. But in Florida, what we call our marketing classes are MAR, and in Alabama, their marketing classes are called MKT. So it was like weird for that. But if you try to transfer in the middle of your high, in the middle of your college years, it's the same thing of, okay, well, will these classes transfer because they're named differently? Or will these classes transfer because they have, you know, a different number? In high school, one of the classes I took was art, um, like visual arts history or something like that, and or art appreciation. And I took it, and it was level two thousand, like the course number for it was two thousand um, or something. And then when I transferred it to FGCU, it was one thousand. I was like, "Well, did this properly transfer?" And they're like, "Yes, this is just the way we number that course." So that kind of stuff, you know. Little peek into college for you, but <laughs> it does not end even there. Um, but I think they're a little more accepting in college of of your credits and what you have versus for sure. versus high school. Yeah, and that's one thing actually with being a military teen is I'm originally from Wisconsin, so after my senior year of high school, that's where I plan to go for college, and I've focused a lot of like my high school classwork on where I want to be in college and that's fine. However, I have to like refrain from dual enrollment because the dual enrollment is with your local community college. And sometimes that credit won't transfer across states or it won't transfer even to like other schools within the state sometimes. Right. So you kind of have to like be careful with that and make sure you like line out exactly what you want because I don't want to waste time taking a dual enrollment class when it's not going to pay out for me in the end. So I'm kind of like refrained from those, but yeah, it's definitely interesting. It is. And, you know, you mentioned even transferring within the state. I went to Florida Southwestern, which is the, the local state college here. And they, some of their credits do not transfer to Florida State University or University of Florida and I think University of Central Florida and a lot of credits won't even transfer to the University of Miami because it's a private college. So right, like you exactly. even there, you really, really have to be careful because that's just within the state that they won't really transfer to or they'll give you a hard time. Yeah. Um, every college has to recognize that you have college credits, but it's the fact of if they're going to let you like say, say you took English it's the fact that if they're going to say, oh, yep, you took English, you're good. <laughs> or yes, we see you took an English class, but you did not take our English class. So you're going to have to retake right. it. Yeah, that's definitely one thing with like being a military teen. That's kind of a setback because I'm like, dang it. I could be doing dual enrollment right now and like getting like classes that I don't really like, like English, college algebra out of the way. But it, it would honestly be a waste of my time because I don't think the schools that I have in my list would really accept those classes for any worth. Right. It's nice because, you know, they're free and you don't have to pay for it. But at the same time, 
for for military kids, it's hard to say, okay, well, I know I'm not going to be going to college in this area. I want to go back home or back to wherever, you know, or go somewhere new and say, okay, well, these aren't going to count. So it doesn't even, it's not even worth me taking them. Right. That's like basically the thought process I had going into it because I've also looked at schools in Virginia and whatever, but it wouldn't really matter um, with the dual enrollment. So yeah, APs it is. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, and those are things that when you think of military life and the, I always say civilians look at it from the outside and they're like, oh, it's the sunshines and rainbows and you get to move and see the country and see the world and make friends and all of these fun things. But you don't see some of those struggles just like that um, within this lifestyle. And that's what makes it so challenging for the world to actually understand what we go through. Right. There's so many little things that you don't realize until you're in it that matter. And people don't see that from the outside a lot. Like the high school thing is a very big, like military kid problem, I would feel like, but not many civilian kids like take, would even consider that as like being an issue. So there's definitely a bunch of little things like that, that all like combine and make super big deals. But many people don't see that from the outside. Right. Because if you go to the same within the same school district that you went to preschool or kindergarten in and you graduate from the same school district, you don't have any issues really at all where we're like, okay, well, will this class transfer? Will my standardized testing transfer? Um, You know, all of these things that run through our minds. I remember moving from Texas and I was in sixth grade. I finished my sixth grade year and my mom was like, go to all of your teachers have them write you a letter saying this is what you did or she like sent them an email I don't know this is what you did these are the classes that we recommend you taking because of your level of education and here is a copy of the syllabus the textbook and the table of contents so you know everything that you've learned that's nice I wish I would have done that but (laughs) (laughs) yeah because even in middle school you know, I was in all pre-AP classes. Um, exactly, I, yeah. I did not originally sign up for them, but I was like, this stuff is too easy. Like, let's move my classes. Um, I did not want to take them because I thought they were going to be way too hard for me. But I transferred into them at the end of the year. And then when I moved to Florida, we didn't have pre-AP classes. Yeah, they don't. It's really odd. Yeah. So... It was all, okay, well, you're in seventh grade. Everyone else is taking seventh grade math, but we can put you in pre-algebra, which is eighth grade math, and then we can put you as an honors student to make it a little more challenging for you. Right. Okay, this is not pre-AP, you know, seventh grade math, but, you know, it's it's so different, even just pre-AP versus not having pre-AP. Yeah, and I like to touch back to what you said about how the kids grow up in the same school district, which yeah. is honestly a foreign concept to like almost all military kids, I feel like, because that sounds wild to me. Like, saying that out loud, I've lived here my whole life. That is just insane and like almost unimaginable because I I don't know, I could not imagine being in the same place for yeah. 
the first 18 years of my life. That's like wild. I know you've lived in so many different places now that it's like, okay, well, you know, where's next? You know, I guarantee yeah. you, you're, you know, you said you want to go back to Wisconsin or Virginia for college. And I guarantee you after those four years, you're going to be like, okay, where now? <laughs> like, where am I going now? Yeah, I'm already getting like the itch to like move again. And it's like, when are we moving? But for me, it'll be to college next year. So it'll be fun. A little new adventure. So yeah, it will definitely be an experience like being on my own and like, well, I don't have to move every three years now. So like, where do I go? (laughs) And then once you're there for, you know, a couple of years, you're going to be like, I'm ready to move again. Like, let's go. Exactly. Yeah. So what would you say some of the, the other challenges that, you know, most people don't see are? Oh, I got this one for sure. <laughs> Athletics. Yeah. Athletics is one of the hardest things. And like, I'm, I do marching band. And so I play flute and I've done band since sixth grade. And that's not super difficult because everyone in band is usually like really nice. And so that that's been easy to like bring forward with me. However, athletics has been an uphill battle and it is hard because you leave behind a team that you really love and that you've like grown with and like matured with and you guys are like locked in. But then you leave and then sometimes your new school might not have that sport or your new school is like cutthroat competition. Like in Florida, it is like insane. I'm telling you, it is the worst thing ever because I play a bunch of different sports. Like I've done varsity lacrosse, field hockey. I played soccer, volleyball, but I don't want to play soccer for my school in Florida because there's only like 15 or so girls who make the team. And that competition is like cutthroat. Additionally, switching teams means that you have to get a new coach and new league or whatever. So a lot of the times in places, especially like Florida, they grow up together. So like the coaches know the players or like the leagues know the players. And it's harder to like integrate into a society that's already been like built on certain people. And so joining a new athletic team or a new team in general can be super difficult, especially as a military team, because you're kind of like in here and you're like, well, I want to play, like, let's play. But there's already people who have been here who like know everyone and who are kind of guaranteed a spot on the team, even if they shouldn't be. So it's been definitely a struggle with that. Yeah, I can imagine because, I mean, like you said, it's the same thing going back with the whole schooling thing. You're in the same place for a full 18 years of your life for the most part, and you grow up with these people. Your team is so strong because you've spent so long playing with each other, and that's not necessarily to their fault but right. it's just the way it is and then we come in and we may be the best player out there but exactly you have to prove yourself and it's like do I really have to prove myself again right it's like constant repeat pressing repeat pressing repeat but yeah yeah it's it's definitely been one of the tougher things because I'm a super big like athletic person I like love to I love to be on teams and I love to watch sports and I would do, I love just team sports in general. So I've played a little bit of sports while I'm here, but it's almost like, it's like really 
it has a lot of anxiety coming with it because it's kind of like, okay, well, like, am I going to be good? Like, are they going to judge me if I'm here? Like, I've never been here before. Am I going to the right field? And it's just a whole debacle. And I love playing sports, but sometimes the anxiety gets the better of me. And it's almost like not worth it to me anymore, which is really sad because I love playing sports, but it's a big struggle. Yeah, absolutely. But there are so many, you know, good things out there for military kids, just like Bloom, where, you know, we build this community of other military kids and say, you're not alone. Like, we're all struggling out here and going through the same things. Yeah, I love Bloom. I'm their email marketer. So it's pretty, it's a pretty neat gig. I like it a lot. And the community is super nice. Obviously, we're all in the same boat. I mean, we're all in different places, but we're all in the same boat. We've been moving almost our whole lives. And I like Bloom because there's some retired military teens on here. Like their um, parents are retired from the military. And that's going to be my dad's next steps pretty soon. So it's kind of like nice to be around that. So when that time comes, I'll be like, guys, what do I do? My dad's retiring. Like, it's so weird not being active duty anymore. But yeah. Yeah. My dad was never really active duty for much of my childhood. He was all, uh, well, he had a seven-year break in service and then went back to the reserves and then he got injured. And so we transitioned quickly into that retired life and such a different, such a different world. I can't even begin to tell you, but it's nice to have that community to, to fall back on. And, you know, you grow these relationships and even though you know, Bloom is for teens, you know, you create the these relationships with these other people and you grow together, even though you've never met them before, you know, you have, exactly. you have these incredible people that you have connections with. Exactly. That's so true. Yeah. I love Bloom so much. It's a great resource and it's not for one state. Like I said, it's for like the whole world, like we're a world organization. So it's always good to be part of that and meet other people by you. There's a couple bloomers who live by me. So it's kind of cool to see that like big world, but also a small world. Yeah, absolutely. No, I love that. And so the last thing I want to ask you is what advice would you give to another military kid? Oh, goodness. Okay. I'd probably say, honestly, just like roll with it. I feel like we hear that a lot, but just like rolling with the punches, like rolling with everything in life is always, I feel like good advice because there's nothing that you can do if it's out of your control. So sometimes, a lot of the times happen, things happen that you can't like handle or you, not that you can't handle, but that you can't choose or you can't like stop. So just rolling with the punches. I feel like we're very flexible people already. So it's, that's a very good quality, but just making sure you take care of yourself, but also don't be too like rooted, be able to like be safe, flexible. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Riley, so much for being on the podcast and sharing what it's been like for you growing up as a military kid and your work that you do with Bloom. Of course. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Grace of a Military Child and Life. Make sure to set a reminder for every Tuesday to listen to a new episode. You can find us on Instagram and YouTube at Grace of a Military Child and Life. 
If you have any questions or want to be on the podcast, send a message to one of our social media platforms or email grace.of.a.military.child at gmail.com. See you next week.